welcome to the TV and Tea podcast. I'm Adriana. And I'm Selena. And we are two sisters that have decided to let the internet into the conversations that we have about TV and pop culture over endless cups of tea. In our house, the reoccurring questions are, is it tea time? To which the answer is always yes. yes. And what are we watching? So pour yourself a cup and get ready to get into it. Hi guys! Hey guys! Welcome back! What's up, what's up? We hope you're having a great day, a great week. We're back at it again with another episode and I'm so excited. Want to do a little cheers? Let's do a little cheers, you know, just set it off the right way. Get into it. Yes, happy Friday y'all. Um, I hope everybody had a good week. I hope so too. Did you have a good week? You know, I I did. It was like a, it was an okay week. Let me just give you all my quote. (laughs) Okay, jump right in. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like it explains it. Okay. It is from the movie It's Kind of a Funny Story, which is a very depressing movie, but I don't think this quote is depressing. Oh no, it's about like this high school kid that tries to kill himself. Oh no, wait, wrong movie. This is from Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, I'm like... (laughs) okay (laughs) okay but that movie is also depressing no but this is from perks of being a wallflower i've never seen that either another movie about a kid in high school that's super depressed and tries to kill i don't like those movies (laughs) irregardless the quote is i am both happy and sad at the same time and i'm still trying to figure out how that could be so this week, I was happy, I was getting into it with my shows, at the same time, like, I wasn't sad, but I was just like, meh, I was like, meh. Okay. You know when you have like a meh week, like, oh, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, I'm just here. I can understand that, like, my week, I feel like you this week, my health was like, just all over <laughs> the place. I, I was healthy this week, you guys. Thanks I was, for asking. I was not healthy this week. Mm-hmm. Um, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I like threw up. Oh yeah, that was concerning. And I was like, <laughs> is it COVID? Am I pregnant? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. Am I, I pregnant? Like, I was like, oh lord, what's going on? It was just, it was very weird. But like, I had taken an allergy medicine that morning, and I hadn't eaten anything, and I just think it like messed with my stomach because Let's hope. I don't think I'm either. I I deny <laughs> both of those things in the name of Jesus. I am just, I don't have COVID, and I'm definitely not pregnant. So. Yeah, that's where I am. But so my quote is from The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole. And it comes from Nicole and she says, do you want some do's and don'ts? And she's talking to a child when she says that. And she goes, do be cute. Don't be a slut. (laughs) (laughs) That's your mood? And I just feel like that's great life advice. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Keep it cute. Keep it classy. And I just feel like when you call somebody a slut, it's like only because you know. It's like it's like when you're messy. Oh god. So it's like don't be messy. Just keep it cute. I'm pro slut. I mean, so am I, but I just feel like don't let anybody know. Like that's your own business. Like keep it under wraps. Like don't be messy with it. I wanna teach all of our listeners a word. 
Okay. Okay, so the word that I like to use for like be cute but like classy is puti. So oh. in Spanish, the word for like a hoe or a bitch is puta, but we don't like puta. That's a mean word, so we say puti. So puti is like when you're sexy and you're cute and you're just like a little bit out there, but it's not all the way. Okay. So just like... I can get into it, I guess. That's like... It's like a made-up Spanish word. That's not how I would describe it, but okay, I get it. It's a made-up Spanish word. It's yeah. like feo. Like feo yeah. when someone's ugly. Feito. Yeah. You add an ito to it, and it makes it like kind of cute. Like, oh, he's only a little bit ugly. Feito. Okay. He's only a little bit of a whole puti. I just feel like keep it cute, keep it classy. Like, even if you're going to slut it up, just like, don't let anybody know about it. <laughs> It's I no one's it, business except I, your own. I want it in the open. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, let's jump into the shows, shall we? <laughs> let's get into it. So I will say, I want to be honest with you guys. I wasn't into the shows this week. I didn't want to watch anything. I watched so much TV this week. Like, I watched a million shows on I think it was Monday or Tuesday, Monday. Mm-hmm. I was like, Cece, you can watch this, 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 or this. And she was like, I have to watch all of these. I'm like, just pick one and we can talk about them because I've watched everything there is on TV. Oh no, our lighting. <laughs> that was okay. scary. It's that Cas- was scary. It's Casper. Oh no. Okay. So we chose to watch Waco and we're going to discuss that today. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix right now. I'm just going to give you guys a little synopsis of what the show is about. It is based on the true life story of the Waco siege in that happened in it started February 28th of 1993. It was at the Mount Carmel Center Ranch in Axtell, Texas, which is about 13 miles outside of Waco. And it was a religious sect group of the Branch Davidians, and they had a shootout, which ended in a full-out massacre um, with the ATF and the FBI um, after their compound was stormed, and the FBI basically killed them all. The FBI and the ATF were... Definitely in the wrong. We'll never know what really happened because in the official reports, they call it a mass suicide, but we all know that they used um, excessive amounts of tear gas in the building mm-hmm. and oftentimes tear gas is flammable. Yeah. So a fire ended up breaking out and it at the end, 76 Branch Davidians died, including 25 children, two pregnant women and their leader, David Koresh along with four ATF officers that died in the first day of shooting between the branch and the ATF. Um, Yeah, so Netflix decided to retell this story. I think it was pretty historically accurate as well. I think so. Yeah. Well, um, one of the characters um, in in the story is he, the real life person that it was on. Yeah, I saw was involved with the making of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I well, think that's great. he was very, um, in, like, I think it's historically accurate as far as, like, what led up to it on their end and, mm-hmm. like, how the story comes together from the FBI's perspective and his. 
Yeah, and I noticed in the credits that it's based off of two books. Yes. One of them from David Thibodeau, a survivor of the actual Waco He's the one that was involved. Mm -hmm. And then also the FBI negotiator, David um, Nussner, Gary Nussner. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, The cast was stacked. Like, I love the casting. Michael Shannon and Shea Wigman from Roadwork Empire... Julie Garner from uh, Ozarks, Paul Sparks from House of Cards, like everybody was in this. John Leguizamo, like everybody was star-studded. I thought the acting was really well done. The guy that plays David Koresh, the main character, I thought he was so good in that role. He made me sick. He was sick. Okay, we're going to get into that in a second. But he he did a good job. He did a great job with Mm -hmm. the role. I thought like, Everybody did their job. Mm-hmm. I felt it. How I felt about it was like, I am disgusted. In two different ways, though. Okay. On one end, this man was a complete psychopath. He was a pedophile. And he was a master manipulator, manipulator and a narcissist and he he used people's weaknesses and their pain points in order to manipulate them into following him into having their wives marry him into fathering children with children like he was disgusting classic classic (laughs) like classic cult leader and i want to know you didn't call it a cult in the beginning of this episode why was that because i would have just said it's about some cult (laughs) because i think when you look at like religion across the board they're all a little culty and it really just comes from like the place that you you are looking at it from and like how you choose to define it like they are following the Bible. They didn't really, I don't think they really like, even though they were calling themselves the Branch Davidians, they were really just studying and teaching the words of God. They were very like biblical based. And I just feel like you could say that about so many other religions. Like I went to a, a Christian school for most of my life. and But say Seventh-day Adventist. Adventist. And you know what's a coincidence? His buddy, Stephen, was, he was Adventist. Yes, he was. So I think it was a little funny how he was Adventist and he just fell into the cult shit. Because, like, if you've ever been around that particular religion, they can get a little culty. Like, the ones that are very devout and very mm-hmm. strict, they're a little culty. And I just think, like, you could say that about any religion. And so I... Yes, they were cults, but so are all religions. That is a bold statement. Very it is, bold. but I just, it, I'm extreme. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just felt like, I felt like the ATF wanted something to do. Mm-hmm. They wanted to win yeah. some brownie points and they went after this group because Let's be clear, they were buying and stockpiling illegal weapons, mm-hmm. gas masks. They had grenades on on their property. Yeah, but they were preparing for the end of days. And I think ATF interpreted that as, oh, they're preparing for an attack. They're preparing for an attack. And they are, they are trying, they were trying to like come in and save the day, but like not, not just really up. fully understanding like 
they're not planning to attack anybody. They're just like planning to to protect themselves, which is what they ended up having to do. They were on the receiving end of a violent attack when they weren't doing anything or planning anything or or anything like that. So yes, but here is my thing with this whole story and the show. Okay, and I mentioned this to you a little earlier. Okay. Uh-huh. The show was very well done, great, but I personally didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. Because okay. I just feel like how much, like, America, I should say the world, the world's capacity for watching crazy people is beyond me. Like, y'all not tired of seeing the crazy people do their thing? Y'all are still surprised when the crazy people do their thing? Yeah. The cult stuff, I didn't like to see it. I didn't like to see him in relationships with children. children. His youngest wife, he married her, married when her she was 12. at 12. Yeah. And that was the younger sister of his actual wife. Like, it was disgusting. Like, yeah. all of that was, like, for me, the entire way through, I felt for the women and the children. Like, the men, I was just kind of like, you're all complicit i can't even deal with you but the women are and the children are who i felt for because it's like you they were seemingly being brought up in like a loving way and like a nurturing way um in this like communal living situation but i just can't imagine like had they gotten the chance to grow up like what the psychological effects of the fact that their father was a pedophile and a cult leader would have taken on them. Yeah, and then also, probably his kids were going to be married off at 12 and 13 and 14 as well. That as well. the cycle just perpetuates, yeah. So, I didn't like to see it. I was like, I'm tired of watching all these crazy people, you know. And then also, I I don't want to say it was their fault, because the FBI and the ATF were definitely at fault in this situation, but... The siege went on for 58 days. 58 days. Like, just come out of the damn compound. Well, he was crazy. Like, he did not want to give up. He was he was looking for signs. He was looking for justifications. He No, how about his ego? Oh, that as well. Was hurt and he wanted to stick it to them. Like, I'll come out when, when I'm ready. Thick, when, when God I'm gives ready. me a plan. Yeah. When when I finish the my interpretation of the seven seals. Like, he was looking for any excuse to stay in there because he felt like that was his divine right mm-hmm. to be there. And and also, I will say, at the end, all of those people died yeah. because of him. Mm-hmm. So he is at most fault, but I just can't help thinking like, <laughs> ooh, this U.S. government and these agencies. I just... I know. I know. But I will say that although they claimed, oh, we don't, this isn't a hostage situation, we're not mm-hmm. using the women and children as hostages, they low-key were, in a sense, because they were that's using the only them for reason. protection. They were using them for protection, yeah. That's the only reason why the people couldn't go in and siege the place. We yeah. have women and children in here. Yeah. Then come out as so we can end all of this. It went on for 58 days, and I just thought it was ridiculous. But also, what got me really mad is when it's white people 
it's a tragedy. Oh my gosh, the ATF killed them all. But this happens to black and brown people every day all in America. Time. So I was just like, I don't want to watch this. Like, we know what's going on at this point. And if you don't know what's going on, where have you been? You know what I, what a reoccurring thought that I had? The uh, Nestor character? Nestor, yeah. He, at what he, after the first, um, the opening of the show starts with another um, hostage situation with a right-wing gun toting person who was up in the hills that they couldn't um, fully negotiate a situation out of and his wife ended up dying and somebody else. Um, his son. His son. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, you know, after that situation happened, the FBI increased funding for the particular department that goes into these situations, but for the site of weaponry, protection for the officers, all of that kind of stuff. And he was like, we are militarizing our agencies. We are militarizing our police. And that was like a huge thing throughout the show that he, his character kept reiterating. And I felt like it was almost like the the producers of the show, directors of the show, were, was kind of just like calling America on its bullshit by saying like, look, we have militarized our, our police and that only further incites violence and mm -hmm, that definitely. only further encroaches on everyday people's ability to exist peacefully with police. And that's exactly what every single black person in America has been saying for the past I mean, 400 years, like we have been saying this over and over and over again. And this is the crux of what ha sparked the protests, the everything that's been happening for the past couple weeks. Um, and I just felt like, hmm, you get it when it's against you. But when it's against people that don't look like you, you don't understand it. It's like the government, you have allowed the government to encroach on all of our rights in the name of racism and you don't even realize that you're doing it to yourself it's to your own detriment as well they're not just going to police black and brown people yes it happens more often but you are still on the receiving end of that mm -hmm. and now you want to cry oh small government this and small government that and get off of our right get out of our rights it's like <laughs> You've done this to yourselves. And it's like, if you had, if you weren't so busy being racist, you might have like figured that out before. That's what, that, Punto. Was, that was how I felt <laughs> watching it. Like that, at the end of it, I was just like, this is what you get. And for that reason, I, I mean, I guess they might have been trying to do that, but... I was just like, oh, okay, this cult, <laughs> another one, okay, but y'all care, now it's a tragedy, yeah. when ATF and the FBI do this every day. Yeah. Like, And suspicious. at the end of the show, when they showed all those different cases of the FBI going in and tear gassing that ended up in flames, mm -hmm. like, they're going into Hispanic communities in California, going into black communities um in atlanta like there it's happening all over the country and it's like it's a tragedy because you know 75 white people died really because they're not making movies and tv shows about those raids about those massacres about exactly. those lives lost and yeah was, yeah i think we had 
like similar feelings. I was like, I enjoyed it because I thought like it was a great portrayal of the story, but I was, it, it made me like, I was upset. <laughs> she was obviously upset. I was just like this again. Yeah. I, I don't like the cult stuff anymore. After watching um that one one, Wild Wild Country, and I saw that he had the Hello Wives, like, I just feel like we always hear about the crazy people and we know about the cult leaders. At this point, if you become entangled <laughs> with, a, with a cult, it's your own damn fault. I just feel like you need to be a strong-minded person and you need to mentally build yourself up so you don't fall into traps of narcissists of abusive relationships even if you're not a part of a cult just like your interpersonal relationships you need to be strong-minded in order to make it and you know on some level all of those people i don't want to say they did it to themselves but they're at fault as well yeah i mean for sure i just think it's really easy i i just think it's like way too easy for sick people to take advantage of others like right? what where's like where's your critical thinking skills like, i need all y'all what's to get, happening like I need buck all up y'all to get right yeah <laughs> right all y'all please pull up pull up the bootstraps and get some therapy big advocate for therapy big advocate for talking to family members when you're feeling down there's no reason why when you feel down you should fall into someone who wants to abuse you yeah, that's, like, weird. Yeah, because people like that prey on weak-minded people or people who are going through something. They yeah. prey on that weakness. Yeah, they can see it. They mm-hmm. can sense it. Yeah, so that that's my little tippy tip. Yeah, so that was Waco. Speaking of entanglements, I think it's time for tea. Yes, for sure. Let's <laughs> get into it. We have to start with the big story of the week, which was Will and Jada. Will and Jada finally <laughs> made their way over, moseyed on over, we should say, to the red table. Finally. Like, ma'am, yeah. I was so upset that it dropped on Friday, like, as I was putting up the show. Like, I was like, you couldn't have done this yesterday? Mm-hmm. So upset. They took their sweet ass time. Yeah, we seriously <laughs> debated getting dressed and recording an episode reacting to the whole thing. Yeah. But we were like, you know what? Let's just put out the episode. We'll talk about it next week on the show. And I will say it is juicy. Y'all all need to go watch it right now. I mean, if you haven't, I don't know how, like where you're living or what you're doing if you haven't seen this video. We put it up on the TV in the house and yes. the whole fam watched it together. So... Okay, so how do you feel, like, now, seven days later, how do you feel about it? I'm with Jada. Don't claim, <laughs> don't claim any of these men. It was an entanglement, honey. I'm, okay, like, as we said before, like, I don't think August is a victim here. Oh, no, he was grown. I don't think that she preyed on him. I do, however, think that it was inappropriate if he was still going through, like, drug rehab for her to be dating him so early in his recovery. But it leads me to believe that he was dealing with his health issues at the time that they got involved because Will and Jada said he was very sick. And, like, 
a couple years ago, he was like losing his eyesight. He was going through liver failure, like all of that kind of stuff was going on. So it makes me believe that it wasn't his recovery that he was going through in terms of his addiction. It was more so his health in terms of like actual body function. Okay. And if that was the case, I don't think it was wrong of her to get involved. When someone's going through something, and I can speak from experience, a health crisis, you it does help you so much to have somebody that is in a loving relationship. It's mm-hmm. something different from when you have your friends supporting you or your friend, your family supporting you. Like being in a relationship in during when you're recovering from something that's traumatic like that that has affected your health it it helps you in a different way so i can understand how they got entangled if don't let your at ex that, that point <laughs> i know <laughs> but i can understand it i can okay and yeah i can understand it mm-hmm. and then also the people clowning will like why did you take her back she cheated yeah, please Men they were cheating girls all the time they were on a break first of all they were separated people get into whole other relationships when they're separated, separated from their husband or wife but also something that i will say is that if you are the person getting involved with someone who is separated and not divorced yet you got to be careful you can't be mad if they decide to go back to their husband or their wife which is exactly what happened here i think she was helping him through the recovery she was unhappy her and will decided that we're gonna take our space whatever whatever that's when will launched his youtube channel we saw Mm -hmm. him all over the world jumping off of buildings jada decided that i'm gonna nurse this young man back to help Mm -hmm. health and that's how she was dealing with it and um i think in that somewhere August probably started to get better health-wise, wanted to step out a little more, wanted to do a little more with his woman, and she was like, ooh, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. ooh, I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think, you know, they had Christmas at the house or something, and her and Will had a couple good days, and she thought, eh, maybe I'll just, you know, see what's going on with my husband again. And I think August got his feelings hurt, And I think that's where things ended for them. And she even stated, he stopped talking to me. I haven't spoken to him now in years. And that leads me to believe that it was like, well, you know, August, I, you know, me and Will had this conversation and she was probably just being like open and honest about like everything that she was going through is with the ups and downs of Will. And he was like, well, what do you mean? He got caught up. And he got mad because he was in love and he was like devoted and he was like, I'm finally healthy. I'm on the rebound. And now you're going to go back to your husband. I'm done. I think that's kind of. And of course, this is all speculation because we don't know. But that's how I feel like it probably went down. No, I would have to agree with you. I think that's exactly what happened. And, you know, you can't be mad at August for cutting all ties. I mean, I get it. Totally makes sense. But 
he's definitely used this whole situation as a little publicity moment for his album. Clout chasing. And that just seems grimy. You know, you didn't have to come for Will and Jada. They didn't have to come out the house in quarantine <laughs> to do a red table talk to address this issue and then have people talk about them. But I will commend them for this because I think it's bringing light to you know, alternative relationships. There are rumors that they are in an open marriage and it's just bringing light to real life shit. Do you think there's, do you still think they're in an open relationship? Honey, the rumors, they can't all be fake. I don't think they've been in an open relationship. I think Will just does what he does. So we actually have a source for this. We do, but I just... I feel like just the way that they were talking and how he was like, I'm going to get you back. And she's like, you've done enough. That leads me to believe that he was just doing dirt because he's Will Smith and he can. And she has allowed it. And it got to a point where she was like, I am not happy. This isn't it. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And something I don't know, because it doesn't seem like. The way that Will phrased it, like, I was done with you, mm-hmm. made me feel like, and he also said, I did not give August permission in the way that he stated it. And she yeah. and she also said, you know, the only person that could give me permission to do something is myself. So I liked that. It led me to believe, like, Will was not really okay with her just, like, dating anyone or doing anything. But they were separated and he was like, you know what? Do you. I want you to see if this is going to be the thing that's going to make you happy. If it is, move on and do that. But I think she probably still wasn't happy and he was like, I I know. I I know. I told you. I told you. Yeah, but open relationships do have rules. And it's possible that one of those rules was you can't just have a whole relationship with somebody. Some relationships are just open in a sexual manner. And Hmm. the primary partner is the only one that you're romantically involved with. And seeing as how they were no longer romantically involved and she was very much romantically involved with someone else... That probably got him real mad. Like, oh, you doing the stuff that you do with me with him? Mm, maybe she crossed the boundary. Oh, that's it's a good point. It's very possible, yeah. But this yeah. is all nuance. This is all, like, uh, yeah. you know. The thing with, like, open relationships, it's like, they're up to interpretation by the couple. Like, mm-hmm. just because someone says, like, oh, I'm in an open relationship doesn't mean, like, the rules that they have for themselves or anything that we could have even come up with for ourselves like that. It's just so subjective. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I thought I felt bad for August a little bit, but I think he played himself. I think the Smiths are very powerful and they are a united family front. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they're the type of people that you like throw dirt on their name oh no no no! and now they've had to you know come up on tv because black twitter as will said has made it their business us (laughs) we personally made it our business we've made it our business and now they have to address it um and i just think in when she was like it was an entanglement like she made it sound like very casual very like you know, I got caught up in a moment, mm-hmm. but that passed. And he was like, 
I can die happy now that I've had this love in my life. He was really like talking about the relationship in like such regard and respect. And yeah. she just kind of like flung him off. But also you got to keep But she, in... he, she pl- he played himself because he, he gave her that opportunity. For sure. And also, I don't know if this is what's going on here, but sometimes when you go back to someone after you did some stuff, you got to downplay it. So probably in front of Will, (laughs) she's like, it was just an entanglement. It didn't mean anything. It was just sex. She just gave me a blowjob. Like, you definitely have to downplay. Yeah. That's so true. Completely true. For sure. We don't know what their situation is. They're just giving us a glimpse. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely don't But you can see that Will was like bothered <laughs> because he was probably like an entanglement you wanna you wanna call that call it what it was it was a relationship and she's like no babe like i promise like it was just an entanglement yeah yeah it was their body language was funny and <laughs> the part that i thought was like hilarious at the end they were like uh we ride together we die together bad marriage for life like i just it's one of those like you know those couples that make those just like weird jokes (laughs) it was like one of those like i was just like what like that's weird like it was it was like very like it just felt heavy like they like they aren't as healed as they make it seem kind of like they have just like brushed it over and moved on but not that it's as healed as it felt like it was a little hurt there maybe they're still healing you know stuff like stuff like that can take a long time to heal from. Yeah, for sure. It was I was about to say infidelity, but I don't think this was traditional no, I infidelity. I don't think this was infidelity. I just think it was... Okay, I told you so. Yeah. I think it was I told you so. They like, were separated. Like, he was probably like, you're never going to be happy. And she was like, he makes me happy. And he, she was like, and he was like, bitch, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I think it went down. He was like, okay, go go try that out and see what happens with the 22-year-old. <laughs> sure. Sometimes you just got to get into it to get past it. Yeah, but I think like... I think a lot of women need that, like, young, sexy man <laughs> after they have a divorce or a separation in their 40s and their 50s. Like, oh, I'm go, get you a little, go get you a little young thing. Try Your it out. Lover. <laughs> get a little lover going. Lover is my favorite word. <laughs> Just get yourself a lover. And, you know, do a ting. Let it run its course. And then, you know, move on from there. There... You, I feel like August was like, we're going to get married. This is the love of my life. And Jada was like, absolutely not. Like, I have teenage kids. Like, no. She was like, hot you thought. Yeah. But yeah, with that being said, we have other tea. We do. There's so much happening in the world. I felt like this week was just very busy. Like, everybody got real active. Everybody got real active this week. Yeah. Okay. So, first piece, um, Tamar. Tamar? You mean Tamara? Tamara. Sorry. (laughs) Tamara <laughs> Tamara Maori is leaving the real. She announced um, this week that she would be leaving the real, not returning after season six. And she is just, she says, you know, the all good things must come to an end. And yeah, they, I think it's interesting that she's leaving after like they've had this kind of like hiatus of being in quarantine and they're like, 
renegotiating contracts and stuff. And so to hear that she's leaving now is like interesting. I think she's like tired of the abuse she gets from the show. She has been the victim of abuse? Not abuse, but she gets like talked about so badly on social media oh like she's always the butt of a joke she's always getting dragged i didn't know that yeah like there people like speak really poorly about her husband the fact that he's white the fact that he used to work for fox news like they really drag her and like you know they've said some like really awful things about her kids and (sighs) just like all of these different things and i just think like she's in a place that she like she said it she's won a daytime any from the show they won an naacp image award like i think she feels like i've accomplished what i need to accomplish here but like maybe it's time for me to just like focus on my kids and my family and not be the butt of the internet's joke Mm -hmm. all the time yeah wow So, so yeah very sad to see her go. I really like her perspective on the real because I feel like the other three main hosts, they hold similar views and she's the only one that's like a different from them in yes. that sense. Yeah, so I wonder who they're going to add on to replace her. Who knows? Now they'll have to replace two hosts if they're well, they're going to be bringing in someone to replace Amanda as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who they choose. Let's see. Let's see how the show changes. Let's yeah. see if it goes downhill. Oh, and something I did want to say is that I feel like 2020 and quarantine has made so many people, like, change their whole life. So it makes sense <laughs> that she's just like, you know what, quarantine, I don't really like my job. Let me just switch it up now. So many people are doing that right now. That makes sense. They're they're coming different. They're trying they are to live com- different now. They are. Yeah. She's probably, yeah, she's probably, like, been home with the kids for a couple months and is like, I love this. Like, I don't want to go back to work. I don't yeah. want to go back to work and be up at 4 a.m. to be at the studio at, at 6, to be in hair and makeup, to be recording at 10. Like, you know, it's a lot. And she has young kids, so I can mm-hmm. see why she, and just, honestly, the, the, social media is just so mean to her i didn't know (laughs) yeah i feel bad for her because i really like her me too um so yeah so okay well i now have a story about amber heard and johnny depp (laughs) apparently she had an assistant that confided in her about a sexual assault that they had experienced (laughs) in the past and is now alleging that Amber took that story and morphed it into her own story of Johnny Depp assaulting her. Yeah. Yeah. So Heard is being sued um, for that for that issue. Did you I, I um I saw that the story is a is gruesome. Yes. Like this girl's sexual assault is nothing. No sexual assault is like worse than the other they're all awful but hers was particularly violent like yeah raped by multiple people for hours on end but with a machete held to her neck like really violent i didn't read that it was multiple people but i did read that it was in brazil and it was for hours um with a machete so the fact that she took that story and somehow made it her own. Sick. Sick. Once again, people lying about sexual assault. Sick. I don't understand why Amber did that. And also, she's crazy. I know you're not supposed to say that, but, like, the girl is not well. She's really not well. Yeah. Like, 
everything that happens and that keeps coming out about their relationship and it's just awful like Mm -hmm. gosh like is johnny depp okay probably not yeah so sad but yeah that's my story that came out from the twitter verse amber heard and johnny depp is ongoing who knows when that's gonna be over yeah okay so just a quick announcement michelle obama is starting a podcast on spotify (gasps) wait 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 i didn't know this was a part of your tea no no and i didn't know this oh so it's launching on july 29th just around the corner um yeah she's gonna be she's gonna have her own podcast like how freaking cool do you listen to oprah's podcast yes is it good yeah okay. i mean it's oprah it's oprah i shouldn't have you not supposed to good of course it's amazing i just feel like i'm getting that vibe from michelle i'm gonna listen to it and be empowered and inspired and inspired and heal and just like life wrought into me yes from the good sis michelle exactly i'm very excited i was like i got the notification email i was like ah! <laughs> michelle yeah I love that for her. Snaps for her. I want to know how much they're paying her. It's a a Spotify exclusive podcast. Mm. She got a bag, honey. She's getting a check. She's getting her point. I love it. Love that for her. And Barack is a stay at home husband. We love to see it. (laughs) I don't. I like men to work. (laughs) He worked enough for eight years. I guess. He's retired, honey. I guess. Okay. My husband can retire and I'll try a ting. Oh, I mean, okay, after you're your president, that's fine. But like, okay, I'll allow it. Irregardless, <laughs> we have another developing story. Apparently, well, not apparently, this happened. Chrissy Teigen has privated her Twitter and deleted over 60,000 tweets, as well as blocked 1 million users because many of them were alleging and developing conspiracy theories about Chrissy and John Legend being connected to Jeffrey Epstein. This is just like a re- this this story feels like it's out of the weird corner of the internet that I'm just like, what? <laughs> but she is actually responding with such force. She is. She's not taking this lightly. She's kind of spiraling, I feel. Yeah, and that's what's concerning me. So apparently the conspiracy started because Tegan was found or allegedly found. Her name was found in a flight manifest from Epstein's private plane. Okay, so what I read was that the uh, these flight manifests that were coming forward were not a part of the actual legal proceedings. These were like mm. doctored up and they put like all these different celebrity names oh. on it. And for some reason, it just keeps, continues to be brought back up. Okay. So it's probably a conspiracy because the documents are not... Um, they're not fact-checked. They're not Yeah, like, official. when you compare them to, like, the official ones that have, like, Bill Clinton's name on it, it's like, no. <laughs> okay, so this is, this evidence is, is questionable. Yeah. If so, if the evidence is so questionable, why is she reacting this way? Well, One she, million Twitter users blocked? 60,000 tweets deleted? Who did that for her? Well, they were, well... Okay, so this week, people were, like, bringing up old tweets of her, like, talking about kids. and Toddlers and tiaras, yeah. She was talking about toddlers and tiaras. Like, and 
even that same year that those tweets were made, she dressed up as a toddler in tiara for Halloween. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, okay, guys, like, let's not be ridiculous here. Yeah. But it's the internet. They're going to be ridiculous. And so, yeah. But people were like, oh, this is so inappropriate. And like, ah. I don't know. I, I don't get know. it. It's just very, this is just weird to me. It, like Simulation fully broke. I just, like, don't understand why she cares. Like, I understand it because it's, like, she's a mother of two. You don't want to be called a pedophile. Like, she has a a line in Target. Like, she's supposed to be family-friendly. And, like, people are alleging she's got something to do with a a pedophilia ring. Like, I wouldn't want anything to do with that if I wasn't a part of it. Like, especially. Um, So, I understand why she's, like, fighting back. Um, But at the same time, I'm kind of, like... Why doesn't more people, like, take a, a page out of Beyonce's book? Like, stop responding. Yeah, I definitely To, like, idiots think, on the internet. Yeah, I think one statement would have sufficed. Like, those documents are fake. I would never associate myself with Jeffrey Epstein. End of story. And she is threatening to leave Twitter if things don't get better. So we'll see what happens with that situation. <laughs> Again, threatening to leave Twitter, like, that's going to do anything to anybody. Like, what it? I think she wants Twitter to step in and do something, but freedom of speech, you can't just, like, take off conspiracy theories off the internet. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. She seems unwell as well. (laughs) Everyone is unwell. Yeah, we're we're all a little unwell. Okay, so the next story is Meg the Stallion, Tory Lanez, <laughs> Kylie Jenner. Don don don. Okay. And ratatata, the ghetto. <laughs> so gunshots were fired, and Tory Lanez was arrested. Mm-hmm. Later story. released on bail. Okay, so Tory, Megan, and Kylie were all at Kylie's house, kicking and it. They were ha- they were. On live, they were in the pool, they were taking shots, it was all good, right? So Megan and Tori leave the party. They're you think they was trying to get into it? What do you mean? Like, together? Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You I don't think, think you so. You think they like each other? No, she's, like, uh, huge, and he is so tiny. Like You don't know what the girl likes, but whatever, I digress. I don't think that's her type, like. No, he literally looks like a child compared to her. Um, so they leave. And then police were called. Uh, gunshots rang out. And at first, we only heard Tori got arrested. Okay. Then, a couple days later, Megan came out, released a statement on her Instagram saying... I was actually shot multiple times. I had to undergo surgery, and I've been in the hospital recovering from said surgery. I actually want to read the statement. Okay. Okay. The narrative that is being reported about Sunday morning's events are inaccurate, and I'd like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to the life 
back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. Um, I wish you would have said in this statement whether or not it was Tori that shot her because that's also a rumor circulating. Yeah, so today an article came out saying that Tori was actually the person that shot Megan mm-hmm. as she was trying to like leave the commotion of whatever was going on. What is the truth here? Like, I just want the truth. I'm very confused. Very confused. I just can't imagine Tory Lane's shooting Meg the Stallion for anything. Like, not even. I just. I. I don't know. Yeah. The. I don't other, put anything past anybody, but I don't know. Yeah. The other rumor going around was that. People came to shoot and hurt Megan, and Tori had a gun on him and was trying to defend her. And he Makes was sense. arrested in the process because the gun was illegal, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this story, but I wish you would have cleared that up. I mean, I don't think it. it's time for that. Yeah. Like, I think... I mean, she set the record straight about her being arrested or not. She said, I was not arrested. No. So, she could have said, Tori didn't shoot me, but she didn't. This is just weird. Something is, something's amiss here. This is weird. Very strange. I don't know what's happening over there. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see how that story develops. And lastly, for my news, do you have anything else? No, not really. So, (laughs) lastly, for my news, um, Naya Rivera's body was found, unfortunately, um, at the bottom of Lake Piru, where she went missing and she was pronounced dead, cause of death, drowning. So rest in peace to Naya Rivera. Such Absolutely. an unfortunate end to this story. Yeah. Yeah. And the details that came out, they said that, you know, like she had put her son back on the boat and then somehow from somehow, disappeared. somehow disappeared back into the water, which is just so sad if like if her fi- final moments were as her like fighting for her and her son to get back on the boat and she she didn't make it herself it's just sad such an unfortunate situation yeah so rest in peace naya and the cast of glee actually came together yeah to mourn her death they went to the lake had a little meetup held hands i'm speculating that they may have said a prayer as well so i think that was a good little moment for them yeah I, I haven't seen anything, like, negative surrounding this. It's just, like, mm-hmm. sad and just another reminder that life is short and, you know, kiss the ones you love. Yeah. Hold them close. Definitely. Yeah. So that is all, we, all have we have for you today. guys today. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in to another episode of the TVNT podcast. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram, TVNT, also Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube if you are watching us. I think it's better if you subscribe. We're like, we're cute. Like, watch us. Right? For those of you who listen to the podcast, go over to YouTube and watch it. It's a different experience. Like, you see all the crazy faces we make. It's just mm-hmm. it's a little bit more interactive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we'll see you next Friday for another episode. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.